Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash The Barn. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash The Barn. Hey gang, Scoob and Shag here, and you've got it on the barn. All right, Scoob? Yeah, the barn. Scooby Dooby Doo. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. Come on, Scooby Doo. Hi, and welcome to The Barn, live from Southeast Missouri. You got the mocks here, and I'm joined with a special guest online right now. We have voice actor, act man of many voices and characters, Scott Ennis. Scott, how are you? Man, what's going on, guys? You're coming into town this weekend, January 14th. You'll be at the Machinist Hall in St. Louis, Missouri, 12365 St. Charles Rock Road in 4, your Comic-Con. Yeah, they're doing, well, they're doing a big toy fair out there. You know, it's called the Toy Man, I believe. And they've been doing this thing for like 34 years. And, um, you know, it's like a lot of people say, you know, well, why, why aren't you making this a two-day event? Well, you don't need to. If it's not broke, don't fix it. They do this, you know, on, on Sunday, this Sunday, and like it's it's right where you said it is. And uh, and then we're going to, you know, we'll set up uh, Saturday night. You're ready to go Sunday morning. I think they have the early bird from 8 o'clock. I think it's like 5 bucks to get in or 15 bucks, something like that. But uh, fo- folks can go to the Facebook at the uh, the toy man and, and and look it up but uh we're going to be there from basically eight in the morning till two in the afternoon give or take and uh, we'll sign autographs we're bringing pops we're bringing plushes t-shirts anything under the sun we have got it compiled you know finding scooby stuff is is not the easiest and uh we are we have compiled it all into one booth and i've got it right there at my booth we call it get your rut row gear right here and uh, we're excited about it. It's going to be a fun time. Get to meet everybody. And then, of course, you know, we got a lot of wrestling fans in St. Louis. You know, for years, the Keel Auditorium, you know, back in the late 70s and 80s, was always jamming with the biggest names in wrestling. And yours truly is the ring announcer in the new Iron Claw uh, motion picture with uh, Zach Efron and, and all of them and uh, Jeremy Allen White. And so uh, we'll be signing Iron Claw posters for folks. We've got those. And uh, we're just excited. I love St. Louis. I'm a Missouri boy. You know, my son is Josh Ennis, and he does afternoons on KC95. 
There you so, go, right uh, there. Yeah, so, uh, you know, a little chip off the old block, so to speak. <laughs> you do radio as well. Is that something that you're still involved in, your radio oh, show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do a morning show every morning for Cumulus Radio down here in Baton Rouge. You know, I work for uh, Classic Hits 103.3, and uh, we do a, a show called uh, Innis in the Morning. And uh, a lot of fun. I've been in radio all my life. It's how that led to being Scooby-Doo. And, uh, you know, just uh, just a lot of fun. You know, we, we love to get out and meet. There's, you know, Scooby-Doo is worldwide. You know, it's one of the most popular characters of all time. You know, it's just people come by the droves. I mean, it's like it touches every genre. Every single age can relate to Scooby-Doo. And it's just it's fun. Yeah, and I would say one of my favorites that you were on is actually more of an adult version from the Cartoon Network, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, where Shaggy oh, gets yeah. busted. You were part of that episode, right? Yeah, I was. And you know what's funny about that is I actually bring the poster for that. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, we've actually got the poster for that. And uh, uh, a lot of a lot of people ask for that. You know, they're like, man, do you got the Harvey Birdman um, poster? And so we actually had to go get it. So we found it, searched it down, and... Um, and got it. So we signed those as well. So so we will definitely be there then January 14th at uh, in Bridgeton, Missouri at the uh, Toy Man Show. Looking forward to that. Been to one of those before. They just do a great job there. And I know obviously you, you hit a lot of comic cons. You hit a lot of cartoon cons. Is that important to you to interact with the fans and Absolutely. get to speak with them and sign autographs and whatever else it is? Absolutely. It's a great one-on-one, you know, uh, anytime you can get out there and see the fans and listen to their stories on how this dog touched their life, you know, um, it's just, uh, it's, it's a warm and fuzzy and, uh, it warms my heart to, to hear the stories, uh, of, you know, young kids even that, that are telling you that, you know, their, their family passed it on in the generation, you know, and, uh, or are you listening to the older folks talk about how they watch it now with their kids and, you know, it's the longest running cartoon in the history of cartoons. It's never gone off the air and uh, since 1969. So, you know, you know, Scooby represents the coward in all of us. And uh, that's why we all relate to it, because everybody has their selling point. You know, it's like, well, it's not for sale. Well, yeah, everything's got a price. So, uh, you know, when a lot of people say, would you, would, would you want to go do that? No, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, what if I threw it a couple of bucks? No, I'm not going to do that. How about if I paid for your your airfare to California with me? Would you go? Well, okay, maybe so. So, see, everybody's got their break, uh, their, their sure. breaking point. And for Scooby and Shaggy, it just happens to be food, food, man, lots of food. Yeah, <laughs> lots of food. Scooby, dooby, doo. <laughs> Love that. You mentioned radio got you into voice acting. How did that transition happen going from one to the other? Obviously, you're using your voice as part of your career and uh, your passion. But how did that how did that transition occur? Well, you know, I've been in, like I said, I've been doing radio all my life. So I was working at uh, WYNK, a country station in uh, Baton Rouge uh, back in 1997. And uh, Alabama, the country group, Alabama had a hit at the time, and it was called uh, Shaggin' on the Boulevard. And I went and made a parody out of it and called it Shaggy on the Boulevard. And uh, one thing led to another, and a guy kept hacking me, kept calling me, saying, man, I'll tell you what, you should call Hanna-Barbera and play him that. I'm thinking, yeah, that's the last thing I want to do. I want to <laughs> get sued by Hanna-Barbera. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, so, but anyway, after it ran its course, and I felt that it was already kind of ran it, ran its deal, I went ahead and called him. And lo and behold, it was the last day that they were casting for a new Scooby. So I perked their ears up, and I ended up going uh, – 
uh, auditioning. And he got, I, you know, became one of like, I don't know, there was like 500 people trying to get that job. And it got down to me and Dave Coulier from uh, Full House. Interesting. Wow. And, uh, and yeah, cut it out, Uncle Joey. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. And so once it got down to me and him, they still couldn't pick up their, their mind. And they brought Bill Hanna in. And Bill Hanna listened to him. And he didn't know who, who was who. And he just said, well, that guy's got the laugh down to a T. That's uh, that's Don Messick's laugh. And so, you know, it's like, call Scott. I guess he's coming to coming to L.A. to, to do Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. And uh, and that's what we uh, we did. That was the first movie, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Speaking of radio, everybody knows Howard Stern, of course, is in the business. But were you uh, voicing Baba Louie whenever Baba Bowie got his name? Uh, no, I wasn't. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you a funny story. One of the guys that was on Howard Stern, uh, I think it's Baba. It may have been Baba Louie or whatever his name is. He had a book out. I know that he put a book out, or uh, one of them. I forget who, what the guy's the, the character was on Howard Stern, but I ended up doing a. Uh, they they called me. Stern's people called me and asked me if I would do a fake Casey Case. I'm like, Alusna writes, dear Casey, moving up five notches this week is the number one book in the country. You know, so <laughs> I ended up doing that for him. And but uh, yeah, I said no. But uh, Baba Louie, that 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 goes way before. You know, that's the early '70s, way before Howard Stern even thought about you know radio. And you mentioned some of the old guys and the original voices. How important is it to you to, you know, honor that legacy of the character and with the voice? You try to replicate their voice or how, how do you yeah. go about that process? No, you have to. And, and that's the whole deal. Yeah, my motto is this. If you're not dead on, you don't get the job. You, 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 know, you know, these guys work very hard to, uh, you know, to create the character that they did. That's my biggest uh, pet peeve with the industry today. We cave to money. It's like, wait a minute, Jack Nicholson wants to voice Shaggy? Oh, that's great, man. I can hear it now. Hey, man, Zoinks, let's go solve a mystery, Scoob. And they'll they'll run with it. It's like, you know, it's like there's no integrity, you know, in this business anymore of, uh, you know, Disney's pretty good about it. You know, Jim Cummings does the voice of Winnie the Pooh. Paul Winchell was the original voice of Tigger and Winnie the Pooh. And, well, no, Sterling Holloway was the voice of uh, Pooh. And then uh, Paul Winchell did Tigger. But now uh, Jim Cummings comes in and he does both characters to a T, kind of like I do both characters for, you know, and have done Scooby and Shaggy over the years, both characters. So and and Scrappy do and and the monsters. So but I think it's really important that you have to keep, you know, Disney will bring somebody in and they don't want to know who it is. They literally put you in the booth and they listen and they they'll look at each other and go, yeah, that that's that's dead on, man. That's dead on. And it's like when Adam Sandler couldn't, uh, when he refused to do the uh, Count Dracula, you know, Hotel Transylvania. There was some kid on the internet that did, uh, literally, did the uh, the Dracula um, uh, to a T. Uh, and um, so uh, he got the job, and they didn't even know who this kid was. You know, they're like, oh, my God, he sounds, you know, just like Adam Sandler. And he did. You can't even tell it's not Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. To answer your question in, a lo- in the, the long form, yes, it is very important to me to keep those uh, characters ringing true. And so I believe that Shaggy's got to sound like Shaggy. Scooby-Doo's got to sound like Scooby. And that's just the end of the story, you know? Going through your resume here, I mean, it seems like there's no job that you haven't got. Is there? Is there somebody that you do that you didn't get the job that you're pretty bummed about? Yeah, uh, I... Uh, 
not too long ago, they did a big uh, casting call for a new Tony the Tiger. Mm. And uh, my agent called me and said, now, look, here's what they're wanting. They're going to do a campaign with schools. A lot of the schools' sports programs are starting to, you know, fade out. And he goes, uh, they're doing a big campaign, a big TV about lo- support your local schools. And then they're going to end up giving a lot of money off this campaign to certain schools. And I was like, oh, cool. And so he goes, they want Tony the Tiger. You know, they want that sound, but they want it to be a little more human, just a little more. And, man, I'm telling you, I nailed that sucker. I, I got it down. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to brag on myself, man. I'm telling you, I, it, it got down. They, I mean, literally, you talk about hundreds of people that auditioned for it. They had hundreds of people. And it got down to me and some other guy. I don't know who it was, but, uh, you know, it was like, hey, kids, Tony Tiger here. They're great. And, you know, we got that down and my agent called me and he goes, dude, you, you got this. I mean, they love you. I mean, I've been talking to him. They love you. And he goes, and he says, I don't, don't get your head, you know, hopes up, but it's down to just you and another guy. And he goes, dude, there's just no comparison. I mean, we're listening to this other guy and there's just, you're it, dude, you're it. So I'm thinking, oh my God, Tony freaking Tiger. That's just huge, you know? And, um. Yeah, I didn't hear from my agent for a couple of weeks. I called him. I said, so I guess it's safe to say that we're not doing Tony the Tiger. And he goes, yeah, um, I think the guy that got it was a relative of the oh. uh, of the casting deal. And I'm like, uh, one of those. And I heard it. I mean, I'm telling you, I was watching TV one night and it popped on. And I sat there and my wife knew, you know, I was pretty bummed. So she was listening and she just looked at me and she said, wow. She says, I couldn't even tell that was Tony the Tiger at all. I mean, you know, so, yeah, you know, it is what it is, uh, you know, but I, you know, I thought I should have had that, you know, but, you know, that was that was one I kind of got a little bummed on. But, you know, hey, you know what? It happens. You know, one door closes, another door opens. I mean, I'm, you know, ended up being, you know, in the Iron Claw doing the announcer. My agent called me and said, hey, they want you to. Uh, why don't you go read for the Iron Claw? I said, they're not going to hire me. They're, they're, they're going to have some guy from L.A. do that because, you know, I'm in Baton Rouge. They filmed the movie in Baton Rouge. And I said, I bet they've already got their guy picked out. She says, will you shut up and just go lay the voices down and send it to me? So I did. I did one take. In fact, I was so sure I wasn't going to get the part. I literally did one take. Ladies and gentlemen from Denton, Texas, weighing in at 275 pounds, Kevin Vaughn Herrick. And I said, send that off. Oh, don't you want to do another take? Nope, I don't. <laughs> send it. And I sent it. And before I could get, I, I, I went to L, uh, went to uh, New Orleans to cut it. And before I got back to Baton Rouge, my agent always, my already had called me and said, uh, "No, nope, they want you. You're in." Good Lord. So I'm like, "Wow." Yeah, I'm like, "Dang, that was fast." And I saw on your social media last night. I think they didn't they win a Golden Globe. Yeah, well, they won a Golden Globe. Um, uh, right, won a won award for. Um, uh for the bear the tv show the bear oh right, right. uh th- yeah so uh, i i don't think the iron claw is eligible well it, it may be because they released it before the uh december so i mean right around early december so i think it, the cutoff's like december 25th for nominations for academy awards so uh i don't know i i, I think zach efron did an amazing job and i think he's gonna i hope he gets nominated for an academy award uh best acting on it but you never know you know hollywood is so political now it's not about who you know it's well i'll leave that alone it's who your cousin's with i guess <laughs> yeah exactly exactly that's exactly what it is and i haven't seen it yet but i know it's been getting rave reviews it's obviously i mean you kind of mentioned the st louis connection with wrestling and and even the wrestling circuits and and especially during that time so i've heard that it's a great movie yeah uh you know st louis was uh the Kiel auditorium back in the day and the checker dome 
they had wrestling there all the time. And, uh, uh, you know, the Von Erics were either loved or hated in St. Louis, you know? <laughs> yeah. Depending on the time, right? Yep, exactly. Well, Scott, we appreciate it, man. We are going to catch you this weekend at the Toy Man Show, January 14th at the Machinist Hall in St. Louis, 12365 St. Charles Rock Road in Bridgeton, Missouri. Really appreciate your time today. Thanks for everything that you do for Scooby and the franchise, and we enjoyed talking today, man. Well, thank you very much. And everybody, if you you want to check out some of my paintings, I'm actually painting right now uh, a Scooby uh, picture that I'm going to bring up to St. Louis. But um, they can check me out at onescottshop.com. That's O-N-E. That's one Scott, S-C-O-T-T, shop.com. And, and uh, they can check me out. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. All right, man. You guys be good. where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash the barn. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash the barn. <laughs>